0: So let's read, um, read now from our passage in Mark 4. Just a little parable there, another small parable, parable of the mustard seed. Verse 30. And he said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed. Which, when sown on the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth, and yet when it's sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants, and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. It's lovely. So here we have it, this um, this parable. So let's pray a minute. I'll speak to you just briefly. Lord, we're we just so thankful to, to you today that when the Lord came, he never spoke to the crowds without parables. And we thank you for these wonderful stories that are like a suitcase full of good things that we can carry around with us and remember remember the the, the story because it's so memorable and so simple and unpack it and, un- and open it up and share it and look at it and reconsider it and meditate on it from time to time. We thank you that we've learned this story many of us from a time when we were very little about the kingdom of heaven being like a little tiny mustard seed growing and sheltering all the birds of the air. We thank you Lord that You're speaking to us of your wonderful kingdom and uh, the glory of the kingdom and the growth of the kingdom. And we pray that you'll help us now to meditate on these thoughts as we uh, bring them to our attention now. Thank you for your word and we thank you for the word being set in the heavens and, and sure for us, stable, a thing of stability, a thing of truth of eternity we thank you for being able to build our lives on the word and under the word to grow up through the word to have the word in our hearts as we abide in you and in your word bless the word to us for your name's sake amen Amen. 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 i was just thinking you know how to begin a little thing on this parable and you you can see that the parable has to do with extraordinary growth, doesn't it? Exponential growth from tiny, tiny beginnings to something, something really huge. And I uh, was just thinking, you know, of how often um, in our society causes and ventures, you know, sometimes begin in tiny little ways when a, a woman perhaps thinks that something should be done for poorer people and so she starts something small in the street and then years later it becomes so much bigger a business you know, that began in a garage and then ultimately becomes a, a, a global business that, in, that involves you know, thousands of people. So we see this in society, we, we can see so often things begin in tiny little ways and, and, and from those small beginnings, something huge ultimately comes to pass. And he says, Jesus says, it's like this with the kingdom of God, which he often refers to. If you really want to see um, all the material on it just about, it's in Matthew. But in Mark and in Luke and John, there's also references to the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. And here he's making the particular point that the kingdom of heaven began in a tiny way and then just has grown and will ultimately grow into a huge, massive entity that becomes a place of shelter. So smallest beginnings, larger, larger tree, large branches. You see that emphasis uh, in, the, in the parable. You think of you know, how that's true. When, when Christ came and he said, the kingdom of heaven is near, when he came, um, he, he sort of saw himself as the, the, the entity, that entity, the, the king, the, the giver of the kingdom's law and rule. So his presence, you know, was the sort of, shall we say, the, the, the beginnings of that kingdom um, on, on earth. that's not entirely strictly true, but we'll think of it in that way. But when we think of Christ, tiny, tiny beginnings. He was born in a manger. And he was just a, a little boy in a village. His mother and father were nobody, you know. And he, when he began, he began in just a small worn villages preaching. And when, you know, the church moved on by the day of Pentecost, it was still only 120 or so, it seems, in that room. And, you know, such tiny beginnings. Small sort of insignificant um, uh, things, happenings, happenings that people would think were the, the death of the church, such as his his cross, his crucifixion, the contempt and all of the you know the the hatred that was involved at that time. You know these things. You think what what good could come from all of this, or what what Greatness could come from all of this when you see such tiny, insignificant beginnings and and things that the world would never recognize as being the marks of greatness that is coming into the city on a donkey rather than on a horse. All of this, you know, the Bible, the the New Testament is just full, full of comments on 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 what is really here, the, the smallness. of of the life and of the ministry of Christ. And then, you know, the early church, you see their things growing by the time he... As he he leaves, you know, there are 12 men. They're insignificant. They're chosen from the the nothing sort of places of the world. But by the time he leaves, 120 people in that room, things growing, preaching on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 people believing and coming into the church... 5,000 people, things growing, things developing, the church moving from Jerusalem and moving into Antioch, up into, in Syria, moving into Turkey, and then into Greece, and then through the Roman Empire, into Spain, and into Italy itself. You know, all of this sort of makes you think wow, this thing is, is moving and growing from a tiny, tiny beginning where his birth was, was not even noticed by anybody. Uh, in, in Israel from that tiny place you see the, the groundswell of something huge developing in the history of the church from that point you know through those early centuries and through through um, through its moving into the empire ultimately kind of the conquest of the Empire in one sense in that the emperor um, Constantine in the fourth century finally himself um, espoused Faith in Jesus Christ. And from the top down, you see that Christ is sort of dominating the empire, and the church um, becomes an officially recognized entity in the Roman Empire. Just an amazing when you think of the tiny beginnings, the slow growth through those three years, and the setbacks. And, and a huge, what the world would see as a devastating blow to the church in the cross. And yet it moving forward and, and, and with, with all its disappointments and, and all, all its difficulties, and then by the fourth century uh, in, in, in the Roman Empire, being something which no one could deny um, its presence and its power. So, you know, you see that in the, in the church and medieval times, it's sort of growing in, in, in Europe uh, with all its failings and, and, and churches moving into Scandinavia and all parts of Europe and different parts of the world. And then ultimately in the 18th, 19th century, a huge missionary movement into Africa, into, um, into China, you know, into Asia and all parts of the world, just a a huge developing movement, like great waves. You can see that um, that church um, moving and growing. That's the church, but you can also apply all of this to our personal growth as well. You know, we might have, when we think of our own lives, we could think of, well, I can remember when it began with me. I can remember someone making a little sort of passing remark at work about Jesus and which made me think more deeply about Christ. Or maybe you could think about some uh, discussion that you had in your family on a moral issue, and that sets you thinking about, well, why? Why would would Mum or someone ever take that stand? Or maybe, you know, it was something that was done to you, and you were hurt in some way, and you became more introspective and more inclined to consider your own behavior and what was really going on in your life, you know? Those tiny little beginnings and that ultimately led to faith in Christ and you sort of stumbled on and have grown since and you moved ahead, and some sometimes barely moved ahead, and now you you feel as though you're gaining some traction and there's some sort of development, some sort of growth in our lives in your lives, but always always movement in the lives of people who are truly in him, always growth, always larger things coming out of smaller things, things that are essentially were um, smaller before. So, you know, why is that so? It's because of the the seed, the, the power in the seed itself. The kingdom, you know, the, the power of the kingdom in the world and in our lives. It's definitely not because of our own... Uh, uh, strengths, you know, as, as human beings that, that we grow, and certainly not because of the strength of the church that it's grown uh, in the world, it's because of the kingdom itself. The kingdom itself, like a seed, when it's sown. And I, I really like it that in that little parable, that's mentioned twice that when it's sown, then it grows and it's unstoppable isn't it? The power is in the kingdom. The power is not in our, in our lives as individuals. The powers and strengths are not in the church. It's in Christ. So, you know, we should, we should never despair as, as Christian people or as church people thinking about the smallest of our beginnings as this church, for example. You know, here we are in just in a little room. not even 25 of us, although 25 may well have been asked to come you know so we we're, we're sort of staggering along stumbling along and making but we're making ground and we will if we're in him and if we're if we're walking with him and living in his word we will make ground we will grow and we will develop because the kingdom of heaven is like that seed when it's sown it will develop and grow into something something larger This can also be applied in a a prophetic way. So you you can apply it historically to the church and you can apply it historically to our lives. You can also think of it in a prophetic sense that the kingdom of heaven with its tiny beginnings in Israel, in the church, in Jerusalem, and then moving from there and ultimately enveloping people like us within its sway and within its... Um, power and control—all of this is just part of a whole dynamic um, scene that is still yet to have its conclusion. You know, and that conclusion may be years or centuries away. We've got no idea. It may be tomorrow. It may be soon. That when Christ comes, there'll be sort of then you'll see the kingdom as a large tree, larger than any in the garden, with large branches, because then you'll see Christ recognized in the world as the Savior and Lord of the world. And every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess, even though they unwillingly do so, they'll confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So it definitely has prophetic aspects to it. It's not only can be understood in a historical sense but prophetically as well uh, you can see the reign of Christ um, which is now set begun and operating will be recognised on a universal basis um, and that time will, will one day will well one day be because the kingdom of heaven like a little seed will develop into a tree larger than any tree in the garden with large branches. And in those branches, um, people will settle. That's the second point, isn't it? There's two points of this parable. You know, Initially, when I looked at it, I thought, oh, there's only just one point. The one point is that from the tiniest beginnings, um, something huge and dynamic will, will develop. That's one point. But the other point is there, right in the last verse, in verse 32, where the tree becomes such a tree that, in itself, you know, it 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 uh, it, it attracts um, it, it attracts people to its its branches, and it's become such a huge, great tree with great big branches that are able to uh, stand the presence. Of all the birds of the air as they come in, they flock in for 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 nesting, for resting, for refuge, for shade. Um, and that word shade makes us think there, particularly of Psalm 91, which we sort of um, referred to earlier. You know, when we think of our, our state as human beings, we've got so much, haven't we, going on in our lives that's um, sort of um, difficult to, to handle. We're, we're um, all the time in different periods of our lives dealing with things that are really um, hard and um, we, we, have, we have sadnesses and we have um, setbacks and we're all the time dealing with sin and our own sin and our own struggle with sin. We're all the time wanting, uh, wanting refuge, wanting the forgiveness of sins. We're all the time needing stability as human beings. We're, we're very much aware of this, some of us more than others, and some maybe not at all, and unwilling to even approach that, 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 um, that sense of the, of the, of the instability and, and fragility and weakness of, of our human state and of our, of our need for, fundamentally, our need for the forgiveness of sins. Um, from Christ. But we we are like that. We're all like that. And when we see that great tree with all its large branches and and all the the wonder of the word and the wonder of Christ's presence and the wonder of the gospel and see the wonder of people who have been drawn to him um, through the, the power of the gospel, some, uh, are led to seek the shelter of the of that great tree of the kingdom of God, and some, by his grace, are led to the tree. The very the tree itself attracts the the attention of of the birds, but I guess not all the birds come. It's interesting that he doesn't say all the birds come. Not all the birds come. Not all human beings come to the tree, but so many do come, and those that come, like ourselves. Find in that kingdom of heaven uh, shelter uh, and shade from the heat of the day, from the burning heat of the day, from the, from the, from the troubles of our own soul, from all, all the, 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 the self-caused difficulties of, a, of our soul. Um, and we, we find shelter in, in Christ, in his word, and in his kingdom. I think that's a, just a great point. I I love that point. I I'm really happy that I saw it and read it and thought of it too. That there's not just the one point of the greatness of, of and growth of of the of the kingdom. You know, that's great. I think I, I think it's wonderful that we that we we know that. But you could just sort of rest there and 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 think, wow, this amazing you know this is what's going to happen to the kingdom of God but it's just wonderful too to think of the kingdom as being like a great tree and the shelter that's given to the birds that come to the kingdom come to Christ come to his word come to his gospel come to the Lord come to into the the church of Christ to, to be among the people of Christ and in that great kingdom of his Leadership of his law, of his reign, well, we find peace and joy unspeakable and, and rest from the, from the heat of the, the noon. It's a beautiful thought, isn't it? It's a really, really lovely thought. So, you know, the kingdom of heaven is a, a truly great thing, and it's a, it's a lovely thing, great, it's big and it's lovely lovely to us the, the question is are you are you in the kingdom and I think you know looking around I hope every one of us uh, is is in the kingdom um, but I think it, it's something every day you, you, you've got addressed don't you, am I in that kingdom am I a member of that kingdom, am I seeking the shade of the kingdom um, it's entry point interestingly if you think of it like a a walled garden there's only one gate and christ said what that gate was when he said the kingdom of heaven is near repent and believe the gospel that seems to be the only gate into the kingdom that gate and that gate alone so come you know come through the gate and do what what christ is asking you to do as human beings so let's pray now. Yeah. Lord, thank you today for your giving us the simplest little story. And uh, we pray that you will help us now to ask ourselves whether whether we are in the kingdom. Have we come to Christ through the little gate? Have we entered into the kingdom through faith and repentance? Have we come to the great tree, as it were, the shade, the rest and refuge that the kingdom of heaven that you give us that your gospel gives us, your gospel word gives to us as human beings seeking rest for our souls and seeking the forgiveness of sins, seeking peace with God, seeking joy unspeakable, seeking comfort and rest for the troubles that we are addressing as human beings and have to address. Have we come to this? Help us now to come and to come again, to come tomorrow, to come every day, to seek your rest every day for your name's sake.